18, Matthew 18. And when you find that, stand up. We'll see who found it first. Wow. I, I can't help myself. For some reason, I've always got to be a little goofy in my messages. So y'all just, uh, I think I've been here long enough to where y'all understand this is just the way it is with me, and you're not probably going to change me. And I've also figured out that I'm not going to change you. So uh, there you go. That was a funny too. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you're at Matthew 18, say amen. amen. All right. And at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted become, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And who shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Lord, we thank you for this day. Uh, Lord, we thank you for a beautiful day, Lord God. You've given us some great weather. Uh, and Lord, I, I thank you for that. It looks like it seems like when there's a nice weather outside, people are happier people are friendly, Lord God, and Lord, I'm thankful for that. Lord, I'm thankful for tonight and for the people that showed up. Lord God, I know there's some people here um, that are typically here in other roles, um, and they had a choice, uh, and they chose uh, to be with you tonight and to hear from your word, and I thank you, and I pray that you bless them for that. And Lord, I just pray right now that you would be with this, with this time. Uh, Lord, I know your word will not return void, and Lord, I just pray that you would use me in any way, shape, or form to get your truth out. Lord, it's not about me, it's not about us, it's all about you and bringing you glory. And we pray all these things in your wonderful name. Amen. All right, you may be seated. You may be seated. Uh, Charlie, I'd kind of like to give you all an update every little bit. Uh, this has been the year of transformation. And, uh, and, you know, I know hopefully all of y'all have not just taken it as this is a church thing. And we're having fun with this, you know. We know the preacher's going to step on our toes this Sunday because he's been doing that for like the past three months. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I've really taken it as a personal challenge, and I've kind of shared with y'all where I've been and where I've been walking and stuff like that. And basically in January, I started, oh, that's a good question. If you do not have an outline, please raise your hand. Okay? Who's going to help me out with that? Brother Donnie, you going to help me out with that? Todd, there we go. There you go. Joseph, the one who actually uh, told me I needed to ask this question but didn't jump up to help. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Me and Joseph have a special relationship, or at least I think we do, until he doesn't come back next week. So, um, but uh, we love Joseph. I appreciate him and the fact that he uh, he moved the pulpit for preacher when I was not uh, able to when my, I was down on my back. Uh, first thing when he found out I was preaching, he said, "Do you need me tonight?" <laughs> so I told him that maybe I could I could move my own pulpit, but we'll see. So if I give you the signal, you just know, okay? That's fine, okay? But um. I've been in Matthew uh, basically for three months. Uh, it's been, I'll, I'll pick up speed and I'll read a whole chapter in a day and then I'll turn around the next day and I'll read a verse and God just says, stay right here. Uh, so that's kind of where I've been. And, and I, I was in Matthew, I'm, I'm, I'm a little farther than this, I'll, I will say. I'm, I'm probably in chapter 22, chapter 23 right now. But uh, chapter 18, I was probably in there um, several weeks ago. And this just kind of kind of brought to light. And, and I, I, I do in my... I'm going to go off camera, because now they're starting to film the Wednesday night Bible study. So now, this will be the first time I'll ever see myself on video. That's scary. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Amber says it's scary for her, too. Um, 
I made the comment to you, this, this is going to be a fun night. I made a comment to Amber and Angie, and I said, y'all just have easy faces to preach to. And I'm just going to about take that, preach at, to, whatever. Yeah, she's preaching to me. Isn't that, pretty, isn't that nice? Um, but what I'll do is I'll, um, I'll write down, you know, here we're in Matthew 18, and, and if a verse stuck out to me, and I'll put a little star by there. This is what I do in my quiet time. If you're, if you're, uh, hopefully you're doing a quiet time or, or a personal time with God and getting in your word every single day. I encourage you to uh, not just read God's Word for, for a book, but read it and see what God's going to show you in that. Um, so that's where we were, and I, I saw that. And then God kind of confirmed some things um, in my life. It seems like, and I hope you all are like this too, that sometimes God shows me something in my life, and then I read Scripture that shows me why He showed me that in my life. And there's other times where I read Scripture, and I say, I don't understand exactly how that applies. And then God shows up in the next day or so, several days later, and shows me how that applies to my life. Um, but I wanted to do this too, because I know some of y'all may struggle with, okay, I'm reading, how does this all go together? Um, so this is kind of a side note, sidebar, if you will. Um, if you're still in Matthew 18, go ahead and just flip over one page. Flip over one page, and I'm going to show you this. <clears throat> you know, he's, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He gets this little child and says, you know, this is, this is how you need to come to me. This is If you'll humble yourself like a little child, that's what you need to do. And if you, if you go against these children or despise these children in any way, it's better for a millstone to be around your neck, okay, and all that kind of stuff. So there you are. But uh, you've seen this a lot in Scripture, and, but I'm going to point it out. I thought it was kind of neat. Uh, go down to Matthew 19 and verse, verse 13. <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, and, then, and then were there brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples, say it with me. It rebuked him. Say it again. Rebuked him. But Jesus said, Suffer little children, forbid them not to come unto me, for as such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed thence. And suffer basically means leave alone. But here's the deal, and this is what, what I'm going I'm to help you. As you're reading God's word, you don't just need to read it isolated in the fact, okay, I read this today, so this is what I'm focused on today. You need to look at it from the whole perspective of what, what's going on. Now, what does that teach me? And I'm, this is just... A quiet time 101, if you want to say, okay? Um, what does that teach me? I, when we look at God's Word and we read God's Word, not as a book, we need to figure out how does this apply to my life. When I looked at this, and you can take a lot of things from that, because it's like, okay, he's with disciples, he teaches them something, and this happens a lot. He teaches them something, then in the next chapter, they mess it up. And they totally don't listen to what he was saying. Um, but here's the, here's the encouragement. This is the quiet time 101, if you want to say. Uh, what's the encouragement is, is that if the disciples messed it up and still went on to do great and mighty things for the cause of Christ, when I do something, when God teaches me something and then right behind it I mess up, God can still use you. God can still use me. So, so kind of as that quiet time one-on-one deal, um, try to look at it from that perspective. Okay, what is, it, what is it saying right here and what is that underlying principle and how can I apply it to my life today? So if, you, if you're encouraged by that, say amen. amen. All right. Okay, toddler truth, toddler truth. This is going to be fun. Uh, how many of y'all have, uh, have or have had, I guess had, it sounds bad, but um, have kids? Raise your hand. Raise them up high. Okay. All right. If you don't have kids, raise your hand. Okay, this will still be fun. Okay. How many of y'all have, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, okay. Um, how many of y'all have, if you've had kids, you remember the toddler years? Okay. Now here's where it's going to be fun for those that didn't have kids. How many of y'all were a toddler? Okay, that's where everybody gets to raise their hand, okay? This is participation all the way. Uh, is he a toddler yet? 
Okay, did he raise his hand? I was watching, okay? Um, but uh, when I was reading about this and little children and things of that nature, um, let me re- refresh your memory. Uh, hopefully uh, somebody understands this. Uh, is anybody here under the age of 30? Raise your hand. It's just so much fun. I'm just picking on all people, okay? All right. Uh, if you're under the age of 30 and you remember the show, and this is going to be kind of fun, remember the show Kids Say the Darndest Things. You're under the age of 30. Okay, a couple of y'all, okay? Now, now look, this is fun. This is, who, okay, for those that were under 30, who is the host of, only those under 30 can answer this question. Who is the host of Kids Say the Darndest Things? Bill Cosby, okay? For all of y'all over the age, well, I'm going to be careful here. I'm going to be careful here because Kids Say the Darndest Things was not, Bill Cosby was not the original host. If you're over the age of 50, I hope I'm okay by saying that. Who was the actual host of Kids Say the Darndest Thing? There you go. Art Linkletter. Please raise your hand if you've never heard that name in your entire life. Me neither, okay? I'd never heard that before in my entire life. I was going to show you all a video of Kids Say the Darndest Things, but unfortunately, some of the darndest things kids say really wouldn't be appropriate in church. Um, there was a little thing about movie stars that was on there, and it was really cute, this girl was saying, and then at the end, it was like, okay, can't do that, all right? Um, But kids do say the darndest things, and I would agree with that. And if you've had a toddler, you understand that that kids have to say the darndest things. Um, I have a little bit of experience in this whole toddler situation. Um, I have a, for those, what now? I used to be one, that's right, thank you. Okay, so there's three people I have perspective on, thank you very much, Chad. Um, But for me, I I have, for those that you don't know, and if you don't, just look for some kids that are running around and me yelling at them, Stop! Uh, that would be my son Riley, and my son, excuse me, my son Riley and my other son Ty. Uh, Riley's six and Ty is three. So guess what Ty is? He is a toddler, okay? Because there's no terrible twos, it's terrible threes, right? Okay, so I understand some of these things. And, and so when I was looking at this, this really helped me. Uh, Ty is, um, Riley and Ty are very different. If you, how many of y'all have multiple kids? I love raising hands now, multiple kids. How many of y'all, your kids are completely different? Mine too, okay? Um, Riley is, uh, is my athlete. Um, he can uh, catch a ball, throw a ball, do all this kind of stuff. Was riding out, riding his bike without training wheels at the age of three. I was like, that's really awesome. Um, uh, Ty, on the other hand, he walks three steps and falls. Um, he, we, he just now started pedaling his bike with training wheels. And he could never, he would do one, two, and he's like, what do I do now? Um, so, you know, very different um, Riley is very shy. Riley's a lot like me in the fact that he doesn't like, believe it or not, doesn't like a lot of attention on himself. Um, and then Ty is different. Uh, we were at my, my boss's uh, Christmas party. Um, the office, we're a small office, so she invited us over for Christmas for the boys and all that kind of stuff. And some Christmas carols came by. Um, everybody was enjoying it, and, and Ty enjoyed it so much, he went out there and started break dancing um, in front of them to Christmas carols. So uh, he is my showboat. Uh, so maybe that's maybe the, the theater part of him coming out or whatever. But there's some things that I can really relate to. Um, one of the other things that's real funny, and, and Donnie Lawrence was actually a witness to this situation. Um, kids, when, when kids are that age, what are they brutally honest? Okay. So, um, so Ty, you know, obviously, you know, he's like, hey, I got to use the bathroom. So I'm like, okay, this is the age where you have to help. Okay. You can't just send them. Okay. You got to do your part. And so he walks in, we walk into the bathroom together. He looks around and says, pretty big, huh? About the size of the bathroom, okay? And, and I, no offense, Donnie, but um, 
You don't have that big of a bathroom, in my opinion. So I'm thinking, boy, I need to upgrade in bathroom because obviously inside it's not, it's not that big of a bathroom. And we just laughed and laughed. I guess what it, some of you had to been there because they're not laughing as hard as we laughed. But we laughed hard, didn't we? Okay, it was so funny because he, that's the way he just says it. He's so matter-of-fact. He's so matter-of-fact about things. Um, but I will say this, too. Um, there's some things we can learn from toddlers. Uh, how many of y'all remember the second prayer meeting we had for Andrew? And the theme was giving it up for Andrew. Or what are you going to give up for Andrew? Okay. Um, and so that was a night. Didn't have child care, so Riley and Ty were both in here. Um, it was a very short service. That was fine. Uh, at the very end, Ty said, what am I going to give up for Andrew? What do you want to give up for Andrew? Um, I want to give one of my toys up for Andrew. I want to give one of my toys up for Andrew. Okay, so we'll go home and all this kind of stuff. And so he's looking at all the things. Now, again, three-year-old, he's got a process. Okay, I want to give up one of my toys, but not really one of my really good toys. Um, so he, he first said, like, his barn, which he loves, carries around everywhere. And he's like, no, I don't really want to get my barn. But what he does play with a lot is uh, Diego characters. Everybody knows who Diego is, right? He's, I think he's the cousin of Dora. I don't know if they're cousins, brothers, sisters. I don't know what the deal is. Um, they're close. Um, but uh, he, he, has, he has a little Diego uh, toy, and he plays with that a lot. He's got a little ATV and all that kind of stuff. And he says, I'm going to give up Diego for, for Andrew, and when he gets out of the hospital, when I can go see him, I'm going to put it beside um, I think that, that was about three weeks ago we had that prayer meeting. Um, and just now, this week, he's actually actually played with that toy. Um, but he's been keeping that whole entire thing all that kind of stuff. Uh, and that, you know, I shared it with Preacher a little bit, and he was like, well, that's convicting. And it was convicting to me, you know. We, we, we make it out to be. But for, for a three-year-old to give up a toy and not touch it for basically three weeks, that's a huge, huge deal. So when I was looking at this, I thought about what are some things that, that we can learn um, from kids? And, and how they look at the world and how they look at life and how really we should be as Christians, okay? So y'all ready to have a little bit of fun? Are y'all ready to have a little bit of fun? Okay. Y- y'all got to have fun now. We're going to do that. Okay, so, you've reta- so if you're looking, so what we're going to do is I'm going to look at three things that I notice about toddlers and about kids um, that I feel relate to how we should respond to God. Um, and we're going to have a lot of verses that kind of go along with this, so I'm going to jump around a lot. Don't feel like you need to turn there or whatever. Um, but there's just some things that I, I, I noticed. So if you're taking notes, number one, the first thing we need to do as Christians, and I believe that, that toddlers have, is an appetite for discovery. An appetite for discovery. Appetite for discovery. Okay? Um, what, is, uh, what is one thing, when you tell your kids that you're going to do something, what is the one thing they always do in response to you? Why? Or ask questions, okay? Uh, they're asking questions. Uh, t- today, where are you going, Daddy? I'm going to work. Why are you going to work? Got to provide for the family. What are you going to provide us? <laughs> Money? <laughs> you going to buy me a toy? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's, it's constant, okay? It's constant. Um, you know, uh, why is the sky blue? Well, you know, God made it that way. No, really, why is the sky blue? <laughs> okay? That kind of stuff. And then you try to give them the technical answers, and that doesn't work. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I'm a very inquisitive kind of person. I will tell you this. I'm, I'm, I'm the best at knowing useless information. Does that make sense? Okay. I'm the best at knowing useless information. Um, again, I'll pick on my under 30 crowd. I, I'm, I'm just going to pick on you all today. Um, what under 30 crowd yell it out for you can tell me what we had before zip codes 
Don't, if you're over 30, you can't say that. Under 30, what do we have before zip codes? Okay. Over, let's say are over 50. I'm sorry, 30 to 50-year-olds. You're just not going to get to participate tonight. Over 50, what do we have before zip codes? There you go. Okay, maybe I was, maybe you should have been over 60. So, <laughs> no offense. Maybe, are you over 60 or over 50? Yeah. Well, okay, there we go. Over 60? Am I okay on that one? Okay, good. All right. But we had zones. Um, we, have, we have a lady at our office. What now? That's far enough, though. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but the, we had a lady in our office, and I was, I was addressing things, and she said, do you know what they have for zip codes? And I said, just like everybody else who's under 30, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was like, you know, creation. It just was there, you know. <laughs> God spoke it, and there were zip codes, okay? Um, but she told me zones, and she told me that one thing, and I now know. I can recall that off, off the top of my head. Um, so I've always been an inquisitive person. I remember when I was a kid, um, my mom and dad are divorced, and I, and I would go to my dad's over the summer for a couple, three weeks or whatever. And there was one night where I was playing with um, uh, Jenga. Everybody remember Jenga, right? This is like flashback <laughs> on Wednesday or something. Uh, I was playing with Jenga, but I wasn't actually playing the game because it's really hard to play Jenga by yourself because, you know, it's kind of a two-person game. So I was building something. I said, that kind of looks like the Pentagon. Well, we started talking about the Pentagon and all this kind of stuff. And an hour and a half later, we were on the subject of penicillin. So I went from... Pentagon to penicillin. And it was just me, just keep on asking my dad questions, keep on asking my dad questions, keep on asking my dad questions. And that's kind of how we are today. Um, I, I have different, very differing parents. My mom, if I want to vent or cry, I call my mom. If I want somebody to tell me what to do or give me advice, I call my dad. Okay, so that's just how it is. So, but we had an appetite for discovery. So let's kind of look at some of these verses here. Uh, Job 23, 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Okay? And, and obviously we know where the discovery is coming from. Okay, James 1.5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him, let him ask of God that giveth to men liberally and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Okay? All right? Um, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Okay? Um, obviously, that verse has two connotations. First of all, um, your child's spiritual um, uh, walk is your responsibility as a parent. Okay? Um, this is just a side note. This is a this is a whatever. Um, uh, Joe works in the teen ministry. I appreciate Joe being here tonight because uh, I know there's some people in here that, that work in Awana, work in teens, and you chose to be here tonight. Um, but it is not Joe's responsibility. What you got? What ninth and tenth grade guys? To to the sole responsibility of their spiritual development it falls on the shoulders of Jeff. Uh, Joe is a as a former youth leader myself. Joe is there to supplement and to um, help along. But it's our responsibility to raise our kids up in, 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 in the spiritual disciplines. Um, but, but basically here, every time, no matter where you are, there was that opportunity to, to, to hear from God and talk to God and things of that nature. And then finally, Acts 17, 10 through 11, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, and who come thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than these in Thessalonica. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and 
searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Okay? Search the scriptures daily. Um, so we need to have an appetite of discovery. Um, going back kind of in the verses, um, you know, I've seen the words of my mouth more than my necessary food. You know, is, is, do we look at God's word and, and wanting answers and wanting to dig in? And in, in I want to eat this up even before I eat my own food. Okay? Um, you, know, it says, you know, talking about James, if any man like wisdom, let him ask of God who gives him in liberally. He wants to tell you the answer. Everybody understand that? <laughs> he wants to tell you the answer, okay? Um, whenever you go, whether you're talking, when you sit in the house, when the walk is by the way, when the lies down, when it rises up, every time we need to be looking and seeing how we can um, how we can find out the scriptures and look at the scriptures. And finally, you know, obviously we need, we need to search scriptures daily whether those things are so. If you are, and I know preacher said this before, if your only spiritual um, uh, nourishment, your only spiritual food, the only spiritual meat you get is on Sundays and Wednesdays, you are an anemic Christian. You don't have enough. Um, I, I've told this before and I'll say this again. Um, there are when, when I'm coming on Wednesday night or when I come on Sunday night, um, so, sometimes the whole entire message is for me. Sometimes only parts are for me. Sometimes there's just that one thing that that's, okay, you're giving that to me, God, so I can share it with somebody else. But when I read my Bible, guess who it's for? Me. It's for me. It's God is showing me it's for me because the, I'm the only one there, okay? All right. Uh, just to kind of wrap up that point, there are some things that we will never know until we get to heaven. Do you all understand that? Say amen. There's some things we will never know until we get to heaven. But there are many more things that God wants to tell us. God is not, God is not in the, saying, I hope they figure it out. I hope they figure it out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep this secret from them. Okay, this is as an example. If my car breaks down, you know what I look at? I look at the what? Huh? The symptoms. I look at the manual, okay? I had a friend of mine that, that she, uh, she needed... Um, coolant in her car um, or, or water, they were putting water I think you're supposed to put coolant but um, I actually looked in the manual on where to put the coolant Okay, I didn't know um, but they, I, I look at the manual Okay, and if I don't know once I look at the manual um, I'm going to ask somebody who knows a little bit about cars Okay, so if I, if I can't find it in scripture then I'm going to go to God and say give me this answer Okay, and God will show you things alright so the first thing was an appetite for Everybody together. Appetite for? All right. We want to discover things. Appetite for discovery. Think about your toddler, how many times they're asking questions. If we approach God that way, I think that's how we should approach God every day. Always getting those answers, always getting those answers. A lot of times we'll go to somebody else before we'll go to God when it comes to an answer. And and many times when we're doing that, we want somebody to tell us it's okay or, or that don't worry about it versus really getting a true answer. Okay. So we have an appetite for for discovery. Number two is the absence of doubt. The absence of doubt. Absence of doubt. My kids don't doubt me whatsoever. Okay? Don't tell them, but I'm Superman. <laughs> actually, they think I'm Superman, and if you tell them differently, they won't. They, actually, they would believe you. But um, they believe that. Um, uh, perfect example with, with Ty and Riley uh, you know you, you go to the pool for the first time all this kind of stuff and what, what do all little kids in my opinion all little kids once they figure this out is they want to get on the side and do what? Jump off okay 
Um, and 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 what what am I? A good parent would be over there saying what? Yeah. <laughs> no, is that what you said? Go. Okay. Um, I, I would say I've got you. Okay, or I'll catch you. Whatever. Um, but there's an absence of doubt. Uh, there are many times where my kids, unfortunately, they get in that routine. They get in that routine. I've been I've been like thrown down like elbow wrestler style because I wasn't looking, or they just jump in the pool and I'm like, you know, let me save you from drowning. Because it's just totally, they're just reckless abandonment, right? They'll, they'll jump all day long, okay? They don't understand the concept of that you have to have your floaties or your whatever. They have cool things now that's like all the way around you. Um, like we put kids in a bubble now, you know, and they jump in the pool. But, um, but they don't have a concept of floaties. It's once the floaties are off, I can still jump in the pool because daddy's always there, okay? Um, but there's an absence of doubt or, or trust, okay? So that's how, kind of what we're going to look on it. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. Okay? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Okay? Psalms 118.18. It is... Okay, it is... It is... It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. It's better. It's better. It's better. Absence of doubt. So I need to be in an attitude of discovery. I need to be in an attitude of, of, of trust. I trust God. Uh, there may be situations you're in right now where you're just going to have to trust God. I don't know who that's for today, but there's some situations where you're just going to have to trust God. You don't understand it. Nobody can tell you what, how to fix it. Nobody can tell you why it's happened or when it's going to stop or when it's going to end or when it's going to begin or whatever. But for some of y'all, your situations, you're just going to have to trust God. Uh, example. I'm going to use my kids because obviously it, it makes sense here. Um, you know, Riley. Again, Riley's been riding his bike by himself, not by himself, but without training wheels for uh, about three years now. And so it's it's up and down the road, up and down the road, up and down the road. I live on Alabama Avenue. Um, for any of y'all that know kind of town, um, 278 and 7th Street are bordering me. It's a huge cut through road. And unfortunately, we have some people that decide to cut through more than actually watching for children, okay? Um, but Riley has times our rule is, okay, when a car comes, we have to stop. We have a little bike lane uh, that they put in the city a couple years ago and w- stay in the bike lane and, you know, watch where you're going, all this kind of stuff. Well, there's one day this week um, that he turned, turned in front of a car. Um, they slowed down, thankfully. I was excited about that. Um, obviously, <laughs> you know, I appreciate my kid not being, you know, roadkill on the side. Um, but I had to tell Riley, you know, you can't do this. You can't turn in front of cars. He still doesn't understand that to this day. Okay? I tried to explain to him, you're going to get hurt and all this kind of stuff. But unfortunately, in those situations, a lot of times we're like this with Christians. People tell you something all day long, but until you actually feel the pain, <laughs> you don't actually really understand what, what the deal is. But those are what those, are what those times with Riley, I've just got to say, trust me. I know what I'm talking about. you got to trust me. Okay? And then also, I will say this. There is something God may be asking you to do. There may be something that God is asking you to do, and you're scared to death. You're scared to death. Because you don't know. There's an unknown there. And, and, and I will say this. Now is the time to jump. Guess what? Easy preaching? Hard oh, come on. Easy preaching? Hard, Hard living. We live in a society where, you know, let's be cautious, let's be careful. Um, you know, let's, let's count all the costs before we do anything. Um, and also, we, we live in a society where fear is 
kind of our default. <laughs> you know, I'd rather stay here scared <laughs> and know my situation than to go over here and be really freaked out in my mind, you know, because it gets even worse. Uh, I'll tell you this. For me, um, what I'm doing right now, what I'm doing right now, for some reason God has put a burden on my heart to, um, to just share the gospel in any way, shape, or form. I'm just, I just have that burden. Now, I may be doing a horrible job, and y'all are encouraging me, and I appreciate that. Um, but for some reason, God just, every time I read, when I read my Bible with my quiet time, I'm, when, I, when you see those stars, that's, maybe that could be a message. Maybe that could be a message. Maybe that could be a message. God's just doing that. Um, and, and, but it was time to jump. I will tell you this. I knew Preacher was going to be out of town. I know we try to keep that secret because we don't want a mass exodus um, from anywhere. Not that we try to keep it secret. It just sometimes happens where we just don't get the information out. And really, do we need to be telling you if Preacher's not going to be here? Does that make sense? Because really, the reason why we should be here is not for a person, but for God's Word. Can we say amen to that, even, I, even though I'm the one preaching it? I'll amen myself. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I can't do like preacher. Amen, preacher, you do that. I can't do that. I just can't do that. That's not me. That's me. That feels weird, too, looking at a blank stage and amening yourself. Okay, um, but he's the man, so he can do that. Um, but it's true. It's true. It doesn't matter who's up here. If it's God's word and it's true, and I believe 110% that this is the word that God gave me, this is, we should be here. There should be a lot of, I will say this, if, if somebody doesn't have a valid reason for not being in this room, they should be in here tonight. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. But I will say that preaching. Another thing, and, I, and I, I, I'm kind of scared to say this because it's something God is dealing with me, but I haven't jumped. So if I share this with you and I don't jump, then I think I've got probably, what do you think, about, about 60 people, 50 people maybe? Maybe I'm being optimistic. Okay, thank you. <laughs> 40 people, about 40 people in here that will keep me accountable because um, I know y'all, y'all would keep me accountable. Y'all would just get all over me about it. Um, but we have, we have a real gap in, um, in the area of ministry at Temple right now, and that gap is in um, our young singles. That's my personal opinion. Um, I think our 18 to 25, 18 to 30, um, there's not a ministry per se for them. Um, and I, I think that's 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 an important piece. Um, God's really dealing with me about that. Um, a lot of the people um, here, um, are, 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 I shouldn't say a lot, but there's some some in here. I don't know. I'm, let me scan the room. I don't know if any of my former teenagers are in here, um, but there's several of those that that I, when I was with the teens, they were teens, and now they're here um, in that 18 to 25 bracket. Um, guess what? I'm gonna jump. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how far I'm going to take it. Um, you know, I'm still going to do life groups. It's not like I'm recklessly abandoning everything just for the singles. No offense, Joseph. <laughs> okay. Are you in the 25? You're under 25, aren't you? Okay. We'll, okay, we'll still take you. Okay. <laughs> um, but um, I, I'm going to jump, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, but I'm just, I'm just at a place right now, and, and if, I, if I can just share my heart just a little bit, um, I'm in a weird place where I don't really know exactly what God is calling me ultimately to do. If I'm being totally honest. And maybe everybody's like that in some sense of way. Um, it's not that I don't love life groups and, and, I, and I believe in what we're doing, um, but there's a lot of things I'm passionate about right now. I'm passionate about these singles. I'm passionate about um, preaching. I'm passionate about um, getting to, to, to preach in Technotown. I'm passionate about life groups. I'm passionate about a lot of things. And I'm kind of like with God saying, give me one. <laughs> That's just really my deal that I'm really fired up about. 
Um, and so I don't know what that is, but you know what? It's time to jump. Okay. Uh, hopefully that encourages some people uh, because there's something. Maybe there is something that God's asking you to do. And maybe it's to walk across the street and invite your neighbor to Easter. I don't know what it is. Don't feel like it has to be something like, is God calling me to preach? Because it's probably not. I mean, <laughs> just just in the sense of if everybody got in here and, and said they were going to preach. Now, if that is the situation, great. I'm, I'm excited for you. Um, but don't get in the mindset of that, okay, it must be ministry-wise that God's calling me to do something. God may just be calling you to do something or to be what you should be, whatever it is. Whatever that is, let's jump. So let's say let's jump. Let's jump. Say it again. Let's jump. All right. Appreciate it. There you go. You encourage me, girl. All right. See, that's why we why we suffer the little children coming to me, okay? Because they they got that heart of gold. So, huh? Well, okay. Are you trying to? I, I was complimenting you. Are you trying to me to make you take it back or something? There you go. All right. You're still sweet, no matter what you say about me, when you get in the car. Um, <laughs> Yeah, far away from me, don't say it to my face. Um, I'm sorry, we're going to have fun. Um, not going to apologize for that. So, number one was an appetite for? Discovery. Okay, number two was a absence of? Doubt. Doubt. Okay, finally. Finally. You're so funny, girl. All right. Okay. Hebrews 12, 6 through 7. Uh, oh, excuse me, I didn't give you numbers at the point, did I? Ooh. Okay. Number three is the acceptance of discipline. Acceptance of discipline. Hmm. Let's let that soak in for just a minute. Uh, this is going to be kind of a hard point for me. Um, and you'll see why in a second. But um, acceptance of discipline. Uh, if you've got a toddler... <laughs> You have a teenager, <laughs> okay? Um, there's going to be discipline involved, okay? It's just the way it is, okay? Um, you know, in my in my sense with toddlers, it's very much a, um, you know, there has to be a, a physical reminder. Is that a good way of saying it? <laughs> a physical reminder of, of what needs to happen. Um, but acceptance of discipline. And the reason why I say acceptance of discipline um, is because I can, I can I'm going to use the word spank, I'm, I can spank Ty or Riley and the next minute be giggling and laughing on the floor. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, children have a very short um, memory, short-term memory when it comes to how they feel about their, about their kids. Now, does that mean you need to beat your kids to death? No. Okay. Uh, and I think everybody understands what I'm talking about. But um, there's a very much, and, and I will say this too, a lot of times with kids, the it's almost like they embrace that discipline because uh, they need it. They understand they need it. Deep down inside them, they understand they need it. But acceptance of discipline. So I spank Riley or Ty. Next moment, we're giggling and laughing, wrestling on the floor. Um, I don't think that's somehow, sometimes how we act as Christians. Um, and the, in the sense of not, of when I say discipline, and I don't want to get too far into this, but sometimes it's discipline God, God's correcting and sometimes it's just suffering for Christ's sake because if you're a Christian, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this, things, things can't be hunky-dory all the time, okay? Suffering is a part of the Christian life, okay? Um, but how we respond to that is, is what's important. Let's kind of go through our verses. Hebrews 12, 6 through 7. 
For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Everybody knows this verse. We've gone over it so many times. And scourgeth every son whom he, whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as, as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? That's a very encouraging verse. Sometimes we don't take it as an encouraging because nobody likes discipline and correction and things of that nature. But the fact that God treats me like a son makes a difference to me. Um, you know, my, my, um, my, my relationship with my dad has been here, there, and everywhere sometimes. But I've never, unquestioned, I, I've never questioned his love for me. Even though sometimes I didn't agree with what he decided to do and the actions he took and the way, um, the things that he put priority, in my opinion, over his family, uh, I never questioned his love for me. Um, so, you know, he treats me as, as a son. Uh, Deuteronomy 8.5, thou, thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. I love this. This should be encouraging. Psalms 94.12, Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out thy way. Okay? So if you want to be blessed, you want to get chastened. <laughs> Proverbs 3.11-12, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as the Father is the Son, in whom he delighteth. An acceptance of discipline. Let's kind of let's kind of um, bring this home and and we'll pray. Um, bad things happen to good Christians. I want to say good people, but I want y'all to understand that just just because you're a good person um, and without God doesn't mean that that's that. If you are a good Christian, bad things will happen. Okay, it's just the way it is. Okay, uh, we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where sin is sin is is very evident. That Satan uh, wants nothing more that, but to destroy us and destroy what um, what we're trying to do in the fact of moving the cause of Christ forward. So bad things do happen. Sometimes for their correction, but sometimes for Christ's sake. Um, I said that a little bit, so let me give you a verse uh, to, to kind of back up what I said. Matthew 5, 10 through 12. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when the man shall revile you and persecute you, persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Read the highlighted area with me. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Let's read that one more time. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Persecution's, persecution is going to come. Persecution is going to come. Um, so whether you're in a place to where God is correcting you, um, and I say whether you're in a place and God, God is correcting you, maybe there's some people in here that are in that place right now, that God is correcting you. Um, there may be play, some of y'all in this place that are about to receive correction in a real way like you never have really received correction from the Lord. Um, because I know, there, I mean, obviously God does does handle situations in my life and brings things to my attention. But there are times when God, I, I'm that God is correcting me, that I have erred in my ways, and I've come to a place to where God has to really get my attention. Okay, um, but then also in the fact that okay, 
some, some of y'all in there, but some of y'all, everything's going great and wonderful, and something's going to happen in your life, and you're going to look around and say, what did I do? I'm following you, Lord. I'm doing what you said, but this is happening, okay? I'm going to, uh, now, obviously, I can't speak for God, but we need to understand that sometimes because the closer we get to God, persecution is going to come. It's just going to come. And this is what this verse says. So whether you're in that situation where you're in a place where God is correcting you or about to correct you, or, or sometimes for Christ's sake, either way, either way, don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. Um, Joe, if, I'll say this. If Joe took a swing at me right now, please don't do this. This is not how the illustration is going to go, okay? If Joe was going to take a swing at me, my natural reaction would be to move or to, or to shy away from him, okay? If I put my hand out and he went to go smack it slowly, <laughs> I would naturally move it away in protection of myself. So I, I think our natural inclination as, as humans and as people is when something bad happens to back away. Okay, I understand that. So let's uh, let's all kind of get on the same page here. That's my natural reaction to back away. Um, and I'm not opposed to you doing that. In the fact that sometimes when these things happen, whether it be correction or whether it be persecution, your first reaction is to back away and say, "What exactly is going on here?" Um, this is why this point is hard, um, because there's a lot of I have many many friends that I made in this church that are not here today. Um, some by their own choosing. Some by their own choosing. Didn't like the direction of the church, moved away, you know, whatever. But there's some people that God got their attention or persecution came and they gave up on God. Um, there are people in this room, I'm just looking around the room, there are people in this room that know some of the people I'm talking about. Some of them know there's some people that have come back and some of y'all know that there are some people that come back and you hope that it, they don't leave again. Okay? Um, but something bad happened and they turned their back on God and walked away and said, no more. Okay? Um, I hope we're not there. I hope no, nobody is here. But in the same sense, too, I also understand that I don't know what's co- coming next for you. Okay? I don't know what that, what that correction is going to be. I don't know what that persecution is going to be. Um, but an encouragement to you, this is how we need to, the way we need to respond to Christ is how Ty and Riley respond to me when I correct them. It was, for, it was for their good. They don't totally understand it. I trust God. I trust my daddy. <laughs> you know, he knows what he's doing, and we can move on. We need to have short-term memory. Um, I will say this. This is not in the notes. We need to have short-term memory with other people. Um, there's somebody, some people in here that you still haven't, you've, you've, somebody said something mean to you or did something wrong to you or didn't even know they did something wrong to you and you still haven't talked to that person. It's been 10 or 15 years. Or that person that, you, that maybe you're um, in a situation with and you see them all the time, but you know in the back of your mind you're giving them the cold shoulder because of what they did 10 or 15 years ago. Okay? Um, we shouldn't be that way, should we? Okay? And I'm saying, I'm, okay, guilty right here. Okay? There's some people that I just I just don't like that person. <laughs> and that's sad. Oh, my goodness. I, you, you know, I'm not going to do well with questions. Preach don't take questions, does he? Okay. 
can I, I can see from that. What I'm talking about is people that that I know that okay I forgive them, but and they're always in my life, and I'm choosing not to. I'm choosing to get in the culture. I'm choosing not to to be a friend because there's a difference. You can be a friend to somebody without being like, hey, we hang out together, we're buddies all the time. You can be a friend to somebody, and I'm just. So I hear what you're saying in the fact that that's right. That sometimes we have to separate ourselves from bad situations. Um, but what I'm talking about is there's some people that hold grudges. Okay? Does God want us to hold a grudge? No. Come on. Say a no together. No. Okay. I told you this wasn't in the notes. So you, you, if you want to blame anybody, you can blame God. Okay? Um, but we don't need to be that way. So, toddler truth. Toddler truth. Okay? Let's go over them. First of all, we need, what, number one, we need an appetite for. Okay, number two, we need an absence of. And number three, we need an acceptance of. Acceptance of discipline. Uh, again, not something that, th- these are just things, these are friendly reminders, honestly. This wasn't, I knew this wasn't going to be a shouter outer. Um, that sounds weird me saying that too. I knew this wasn't going to be a shouter outer. Um, I knew it wasn't so much inspiration, but it wasn't a lot of the, you know, like with the temptation thing, here's your list of things you can do. Um, but I hope I helped you kind of apply the fact of, you know, sometimes with, I don't want to say this, um, sometimes I think we, we feel like we have to be, I have to be an adult, and, and, and adults don't do that kind of stuff. And you know, and, and sometimes we get in that sense of being an adult, and I think it's good. Some of us need to grow up, okay? Maybe me included, okay? Um, but there's also times where we need to stop being so serious about things, and especially when it comes to God and acting like we're something holy, holy, and, oh, you know, I need to act dignified in front of God. Um, there are people in this room right now that won't pray out loud. Um, grow down. <laughs> Don't grow up. <laughs> grow down. Because I promise you, my kids have no problem talking to me whatsoever. Okay? Um, you know, don't... Sometimes we get so caught up in life and caught up in, you know, now I'm an adult and this Christian life is different. No, it's not. No, it's not. The same faith you had as a child is the same faith you need to have today. Reckless abandonment. I, these teenagers. These teenagers are really stepping out for God, aren't they? They are. And half of us... If I said, anybody want to go on a mission trip, half of y'all would leave the room right now. <laughs> but they're going, but they're all going to New Orleans, right? Um, you know, just, just a lot of different things. Um, you know, we've seen kids getting saved, and they don't have to understand it. I mean, they, they, they conceptualize, yes, okay, I understand I'm a sinner, but there's that reckless abandonment. And there's some of them that are falling over their faces trying to be what they need to be for God, okay? Um, so we need to get to the place where we're kind of more like kids in the sense of how we approach God. He's our Heavenly Father. Let's, let's, let's really, you know, let's be that discovery. God, boy, I'm excited about what you're going to show me today. Woo! Okay? Let's get excited. So. All right. If you've been encouraged, say amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, we got about 12 minutes, um, so we will pray. Uh, we were, um, preacher, as, I think tonight is the last night of the revival, um, and I would say pray for him, but we, what we really need to do, he's, I think the service is done, since they're an hour later than us. Um, but we need to pray that he, he has um, good travels back. Um, uh, we were, eight, we, I say we, um, several of us, a uh, few of us were over in Atlanta um, Monday uh, for a conference and Sunday uh, afternoon. We were able to come in and see Andrew. Um, he looks good. Um, lost about 30 pounds. Um, 
Uh, a lot of, of that is muscle mass he's lost. Um, but uh, he's really coming along good. Um, he was having a little bit of a neurostorm when we were in there, so we had to be quiet and everything. Um, but they work him hard <laughs> Monday through Friday. They, they get Saturday and Sunday off. And uh, if some of you are kind of keeping up with the updates, you know, he put the hat on uh, yesterday, uh, brushed his teeth today. So um, those are, huh? Yeah. 